Have you ever wondered what librarians really do all day? Why does a person choose to become a librarian? Learn the answers to these questions and more on Library Life. My name is Lisa. I'm a youth librarian at the Westerville Public Library. We'll go behind the scenes and talk to librarians to see what they do to make all of that library magic happen. I'm your guide through the looking glass. So close your eyes, open your ears, and listen. Hi everyone, this is Lisa. Welcome back to Library Life Season 2. This is the second episode of our series Life of a Book. And the first episode was with Belinda and Becky. And we talked about how we order books and how we choose books and how things get to the library and then what happens. Today I've got Sarah and Donna here with me. Let them introduce themselves and tell you what they do. Donna, you want to go first? Yes. Hello. I'm a cataloger. I work with books, putting the information of each one into the catalog so that they can be found by customers, either in the catalog or on the shelves, and then checked out. You do a lot of typing. <laughs> yes. Sarah? Hi, I'm Sarah. I am also a cataloger, and I do pretty much the same thing as Donna, except that I handle all our media materials. So our CDs, our DVDs, audiobooks, as well as all of our more unusual items, such as our kits and guitars. For those of you listening, yes, we circulate guitars. Though I don't know if we're doing that right now, actually. But yeah, all of our board games, too. I know you did that. So let's dive right in. Materials get to the library, and then what happens next? They, get, they arrive, and what, what goes on? Okay, first we need to unpack the boxes we received on a given day. This could be as little as one box or as many as 30. Then each title is checked off the packing slips and given a post-it to write notes on. Sometimes they have a future release date. We can't let anyone check these titles out until that date, but we can still get them ready to go. So, But anyway, we need to have that date on the post-it so we know that. Next, we look up each title in the catalog, usually by scanning the ISBN barcode on the book. In the catalog, each book has a unique number that we need. It is written on the post-it for us to use in the next step. Also, we put a blue flag in the books that have holds on them so that we know if someone is waiting for them. Typically in this process, everyone in our department has a specific role. However, sometimes we get so many books at once that everyone will help with various stages to make sure we get the most in-demand items process first so they are ready to check out as soon as possible so yeah when you get i know there's certain times of year where there's more things published or more movies come out or i know you know when pandemics happen and things get backed up there's an epic amount of stuff (laughs) so folks unpack everything and determine who's going to do what what happens what things need to happen before a book or material gets goes out to the shelves for people to check out Well, first we need a good record for the catalog. To do that, we go into OCLC Connection. This is a database in which librarians all over the world can find a record for most of of the items. When we find the right record for our book, we edit it the way we prefer. Then we send a copy of it to our catalog. That's called exporting. Each book gets a barcode, call number, spine label, and RFID tag. After that, a processor dresses up the book, adding all the necessary stickers and tape. Now the book is ready to check in and made available to the customers. 
Libraries pretty much all follow the same basic procedures to get a book ready to circulate. Like Donna said, they're all going to have call numbers and spine labels and barcodes. But there can be a lot of differences between libraries and what that looks like at the end. For instance, all our barcodes go at the top center of the book cover, but that's not the case at all libraries. We also have specific collections like a holiday collection and a foreign language collection that may be organized and labeled differently than at another library. Yes, and we have, you know, like specialty stickers. Like I know for the holiday collection, we have the different stickers on the bottom that show kind of what holiday they're for, which I know personally is very useful (laughs) when you're kind of just looking for things. Also in my department, the juvenile fiction has, you know, some of them will have mystery on them or fantasy little stickers. So those are really helpful. I guess I should say this, OCLC, which, you know, is what Donna talked about. They import the information for the books is based here in Ohio. It's in Dublin, right? Yes, that's right. Yes, I drive past it every day. (laughs) Yeah, it's in Dublin. So that's pretty amazing, you know, that this kind of international organization is here in Ohio in our city. You know, you could go see it. I think that's pretty amazing. So we have a, a lot of materials here at the library. How do you prioritize what to work on when? Well, we want to get the items with the holds done first, and we could have a lot of books with holds, so we will focus on things with multiple copies with multiple holds so that you know, they're easier to get processed. And then we focus on adult books, usually before youth books, because they tend to have a greater number of holds. But there are exceptions to that, such as Cat Kid by Dave Pilkey that I recently cataloged 20 copies of. <laughs> yes. And just to clarify for the listeners who may not be familiar with library terminology, if you haven't placed a hold in a catalog, that means saying in advance you would like a copy of that book because it's not available yet. So that means lots of people are waiting for it sometimes. And when we have lots of copies of something like 20 copies of Cat Kid, that usually is a good indicator that lots of people are waiting for it. But sometimes we are surprised that there's a title that we only got a couple copies of and there's several people on the list for it. So then we need to make sure that collection development has ordered additional titles. Okay. So you kind of report that to them. Yeah. Sometimes they catch it with their high demand holds list. And other times we notice that they're going to need another one. So when items arrive and you're, you know, cataloging them, do you have to look up each item to see who's on hold, what's on hold? Yes, we do. And that's the step in the procedure that Donna mentioned before when we're trying to find the record number associated with the book. There's a placeholder record in the catalog to tell patrons that the book is on order and that they can request it. So we find that record that just says usually the title and the author. And then we bring in a full record that has a lot more description, such as the subject headings that tells what the book is about, a little summary that might describe the plot of the book or other content like that. Okay. So patrons really have their best interests looked out by you folks watching for the things that they actually want. What is something that you do that most people would have no idea goes on to make something to be able to check out? Cataloging involves a lot of codes. So we have a lot of codes for location, format, such as large print versus regular print, material type, such as picture book or reader, how long a book can be checked out or if it must stay in the library. And these codes also are aids when searching in the catalog to limit to department and material type and helping you to find out what what you're looking for. 
Yes. In addition to getting the new books ready to circulate, we also play a role in helping keep materials available. So we run reports to identify items that have been overdue for a long time and haven't come back yet that other people might be waiting for. That way, collection development can order another copy for us or get it through Search Ohio if it can't be replaced. And how often do you do that? That depends on the type of material we're looking for. I have some reports I run every other week and some I check for twice a year. It just depends on what kind of materials we're trying to find. So folks, if you are holding on to your item because you lost it or, you know, for some other reason, you forgot forgot that you had it, these ladies will make sure that someone else will get a copy so that somebody else could check it out. So we end every episode of Library Life with a book recommendation. So I would love if both of you could share something for people to check out. Well, I want to recommend an old classic, Drummerhoff by Barbara Emberley. I loved this book as a child and read it many times. It tells a cumulative tale of seven soldiers who build a cannon named Soltan, each doing their own part. Drummerhoff is the one who fires it off with the book exploding into a blast of color. <laughs> It won the Caldecott Award in 1968 for its wonderful illustrations. And I'm going to recommend The Thief by Megan Whalen Turner because it is the sixth and last book in the series just released 25 years after the first one was published. So The Thief is the first book in the series and Return of the Thief just released. So now you can read the whole series without having to wait for the next installment. (laughs) Is that an adult series? It's a teen series. I don't even know that. I failed. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both for your recommendations and you're taking the time to talk to us about what goes on once books get to the library and how they get out to people. Have a wonderful day. Thank you all for listening to Library Life. Bye. Bye. Bye.